It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. This is Bonus Benson. This segment is officially completely off the rails. What are you talking about? Stuff we wish never aired. I will eat chalupas all day long. Come on, man. The Guy Benson Show. Happy hour on The Guy Benson Show. Wanted to mention this. You all know I'm a sports fan. I'm a Yankees fan in Major League Baseball, and boy, they have been... Frustrating to watch this season. Bullpen, just just brutal. Far too streaky. Who knows, maybe they'll get on a hot streak right when they need to, but it doesn't really feel like they've got what it takes to go the distance. But teams that did go the distance featured Derek Jeter for years. Right, the captain. Derek Jeter, number two, the shortstop, five-time World Series champion, an all-star 14 times. Rookie of the year when he exploded onto the scene 1996, and the Yankees won it all that year. First of five, as I mentioned, over the course of his career with the Yanks. He will finally be inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York, tonight. And I know that there are some haters out there who just hate the Yankees in general, or who dislike Derek Jeter. I think a lot of that is just sort of envy. I think most people like and respect Derek Jeter. I mean, his farewell tour, I mean, he even got a standing ovation in Boston, right? That should say a lot. He played hard. He was classy. He represented the organization extremely well. And some of the haters saying, well, you know, look, he was a good leader and he was a big face for the Yankees and he was clutch in some ways, but did he really have a Hall of Fame career? Well, he finished his career with a batting average of 310. Not just a member of the 3,000-hit club, more than 3,400 hits over the course of that career. Of course, he's a no-brainer Hall of Famer in my book. And I've got his T-shirt jersey that I wear all the time. In fact, this past weekend, I wore the Derek Jeter jersey out and about. I was at a restaurant, and a waiter came up and said, You know, Derek Jeter has eaten here a few times. He got married in Napa. And I said, I also got married in Napa. So at least Derek Jeter and I have, you know, one thing in common. Beyond that, and the New York Yankees. Congratulations to the captain, number two, shortstop, Derek Jeter, entering the hall as he deserves to tonight after an exceptional career. Go Yankees. Tip of the cap to you, sir. When we come back, the happy hour resumes. Don't go anywhere. Home stretch on the Guy Benson Show. Thanks for tuning in. It's good to be back here after a couple shows off. I've mentioned it a few times. I was off on a trip with Adam and both sets of our parents to celebrate wedding anniversary number two, which was technically yesterday, but we spent a nice long weekend in wine country out in California, and it was spectacular. We had such a wonderful time. Thanks to everyone who made that possible, and I know Christine is going to pepper me with questions tomorrow when she's back. We'll do a little Curious Christine, and we didn't want to get into all the details here without Cookie because she explicitly appealed to us to wait. So we'll wait. We can do that for tomorrow. But one of the unfortunate travel realities when you're coming back east from the West Coast 
is not only is it a roughly five-hour flight, you also lose three hours because of the time change. So that translates into eight hours, assuming everything is on time. So we were perfectly on time yesterday on our United flight from San Francisco back to Washington, but you take off in the early afternoon, you land, and it's full-blown nighttime. So we got in probably 9, 9.15, then we had to get an Uber, got home probably 10, reunited with Roy, the dog, who was very happy to see us. And by 10.30, I made the decision, you know what, I really want to do a quick workout. I want to exercise because I did some walking and some running out in California, but, I mean, it was barely putting a dent into the prodigious caloric intake over the course of four days. Between the wine and the food, I mean, it was a lot. And I was just feeling kind of gross, been sitting all day, and I said, I'm going to do some exercise. So I hopped on the Peloton, did a relatively short workout, but that then energized me. So I was kind of on West Coast time. So it still felt relatively early. I was a little bit wired. I had done some of this exercise that got the blood pumping, and I just knew I was not going to be able to get to sleep all that quickly. So I went downstairs after showering and all that, turned on the TV, and there was The Departed playing on one of the TV channels, one of the cable networks. And The Departed, I'm pretty sure, won Best Picture years ago. I saw it in the theater, and... I've probably seen it twice subsequently. And it's one of those movies where once you get watching, at least for me, it is hard to stop. It's like the Shawshank Redemption. If you run across it on TV, you get sucked in. And I somehow allowed myself to get sucked in to The Departed last night. Because at the time, I wasn't that tired. But with commercial breaks and all that stuff, it's a long movie to begin with. I think it ended at like 1 or 1.30. But I sat there, and I sat through the commercials, and I watched it because it's really... I mean, the cast... If you have not seen this movie, I will not give any big spoilers, even though it came out years ago. The cast is pretty amazing. And it's about organized crime and the police in Boston. Set basically modern day. And there are basically double agents, spies, rats on each side of this equation. It's an undercover agent. There are dirty cops. It is gritty. It is extremely violent. And gosh, you know, it seems like who isn't in the movie? All right, Matt Damon's in there, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jack Nicholson, of course, a major character, Alec Baldwin, Martin Sheen, Mark Wahlberg. I had forgotten, actually, a younger Anthony Anderson was in the film. He's looking a little trimmer these days, but, I mean, it is an all-star cast in The Departed, and you get exactly what you're hoping for. And even though I have seen it, as I mentioned, three or four times, the elevator scene, man, I mean, that gets me every time. The first time in the theater, I think, I, I guarantee you, I gasped. And there were people like screaming and shouting in the theater when the elevator scene went down. 
and just sort of the uh, the rapid fire sequence of events over the course of thirty seconds, maybe. And if you've seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, the departed elevator scene, say no more. If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor. Avoid all spoilers. Do not look it up on YouTube. Just watch the movie. Set aside whatever it is, two and a half or three hours, and watch it, preferably without commercial interruption. Boston accents are a little much, but what a good movie. So I was very tired, and I was dragging a little bit this morning, which tends to happen right after a a vacation where you eat and drink a little too much and there's a lot of traveling. You're going to be groggy. The first day back is not necessarily A plus 10 out of 10 performance. Pile on top of that, watching The Departed till 1.30 in the morning. It's, It's not necessarily setting yourself up for success. And yet, we hope we have delivered you a superb show here on the program today. Now, what I did not yet watch, but I had recorded and it's sitting on my DVR as we speak, maybe we'll get to it tonight, is the new American Crime Story series on FX. Because I was a huge fan of The People versus O.J. Simpson. I was very late to that party. A couple of years late, I think. Everyone raved about it. I then watched it, and I, I thought I sort of knew about the O.J. case. I was very young. When I went back and I watched it, I realized, oh my gosh, there was so much drama that I had no recollection of at all. And they brought it to life extremely well. And Sarah Paulson was fantastic. Just a great cast in that show. Then they had the uh, the murder of Versace. That was another American crime story series. And the third installment now that just started and debuted last night is the Clinton impeachment. So no murder involved, unlike the previous two series in this sort of chain of long-form dramatic shows on FX, but there were crimes involved, certainly. High crimes and misdemeanors, in fact, according to the House of Representatives. And I just saw it playing briefly. And whoever they've got playing Linda Tripp, they've done a very good job with the costumes I'm excited to watch because, again, I was pretty young when this all played out. I'm sure much of it I remember. Some of it I probably don't. And I believe I read that Monica Lewinsky herself is one of the producers of the film. So I'm very eager to see what the perspective is going to be. Who will be portrayed in a very negative light? Who will be portrayed in a more positive light? We'll see how partisan it gets. They're going to cover for Bill Clinton? I don't know. Wyatt, you mentioned this on the call today. Did you happen to watch the premiere episode last night? It was really, really good. Like you said, I, I've watched both of the other installments, the Versace and the O.J. Simpson, and this first episode, I mean, it was it was really good. Where do they pick up the story? Like, how does it begin? It begins, they do a flashback thing, which I don't I don't like when, when shows or movies do that. Like, it's, it's like at the end, and then they go, you know, Three years later, but it starts at, uh, I guess, some of the Whitewater stuff and investigations, and it, it kind of starts with all that and, and how Linda Tripp meets Monica Lewinsky. So it's, it. it's 
it's pretty interesting. And and Linda Tripp is played by Sarah pa- uh, Paulson. Wait, that is Sarah Paulson? Yes. Wow. Okay, they did a very good job with hair and makeup because I would not have guessed that. Although I think they put Sarah Paulson, they use her a lot in FX series like this. There's American Crime Story. There's American Horror Story. She's sort of woven through a lot of them. Sarah Paulson is Linda Tripp, huh? Well, now I'm like 100% on board. Maybe we'll watch that tonight. My interest is peaked. We can flash back to the simpler times. Circa 1998 and all that drama that played out, my goodness, more than 20 years ago. Well, producer Christine is back here tomorrow. She will ask me all sorts of questions about the trip. We will continue our coverage on Afghanistan, on Capitol Hill. It seems like there's a battle brewing within Democrats on spending We're going to keep our eye on the ball here on the Guy Benson Show with you along. We're grateful for that every single day. Check out the podcast if you missed any of today's show, GuyBensonShow.com. We'll talk to you same time, same place tomorrow for the Guy Benson Show. Homestretch on this Friday on the Guy Benson Show, GuyBensonShow.com, our online home free podcast available every day. And as promised and as teased, Producer Christine rejoins us because she's got questions. I spent Friday through Tuesday in Napa Valley, California, our two-year wedding anniversary, which was technically the seventh, but we spent a few days out there with my parents and Adam's parents. We had a great time. We were supposed to do this one year ago, get the whole crew together and go back out to Napa, which is where we were married in 2019, but COVID plus wildfires intervened. And we postponed the entire trip by exactly one calendar year. We rented a house right near St. Helena. We did all sorts of cooking and eating and wine tasting and probably far too much drinking, honestly. It wasn't completely out of control, but it was a lot. And I did some limited exercise. I'd go for little runs and walks every day. But as I mentioned earlier in the week when I got back, even though it was late, it was like 1030 at night, I did a Peloton ride anyway just because my body was yelling at me. You have abused me. It is time to engage in some strenuous exercise. But being off just for a couple days and celebrating the anniversary and being with our families and our parents, seeing some friends, it was amazing. And I documented some of it with photos and that sort of thing on my Instagram in particular, at Guy P. Benson on Instagram, just like Twitter. Guy P. Benson on both Instagram and Twitter. You can go check out some of those pics or videos if you have any interest. Someone who does have a lot of interest, and in fact was trying to get invited along as a seventh wheel, if you will, is our very own producer, Christine. And she has been chomping at the bit to engage in a Curious Christine session about the Napa trip. So without indulging too much, Christine, feel free to ask a couple questions since you and I spoke and texted a little bit less than usual while I was on vacation. And I know any alcohol-centric trip of any sort is typically something that piques your attention and interest. Oh, I really enjoyed some of the pictures you had on Instagram. I think one of them was a flight of wine. Oh, and I just perked up. I think I I wrote to you and I said, oh, all that mama's juice. Very, very um, I uh, First, I just want to say happy anniversary. Um, Thank you. Our wedding two years ago was unbelievable. Uh, I wish we could go back to that day because that was really one of the best weddings 
uh, Bobby and myself have ever been to. And, so just to clarify, uh, me, when you say, when you, for new listeners who have just started tuning in recently or checking out the podcast, when you say our wedding, this was a common refrain yes. back leading up to my wedding to Adam, to which, yes, you were invited, you sort of had this special way of referring to it as our wedding, sort of like a royal we taking ownership partially of this wedding weekend. I just want to clarify for the audience, uh, we, the two of us, are not in fact married. You were an invited guest along with your husband to the wedding. I just want to make sure that everyone understands that. I, sure. I mean, <laughs> you have to... Fine, go ahead, explain yourself away. But I did, I did feel like that was just as much my wedding. We were, I mean, we had been planning it. We had been talking about it every day leading up to it. I was there. The only thing I was a little upset with, and we talked about this, was I was not invited to give a speech. But I assume at the 10th anniversary, because we're going to do this all again, I will probably be making a speech. So um, you're just, you're I mean, identifying, you're identifying that wedding as partially yours in your mind. Yes. Yes, uh -huh. and what a beautiful wedding it was. It was now, did great. Did you guys go back to both places? Did you go back to where we had the um, rehearsal dinner and then where we had the wedding? We did. We spent maybe about half an hour at Charles Krug, the winery where we actually got married. And it was cool. This guy sort of wandered out of the building right near that venue in sort of the meadow where we got married. And he had a beer in his hand, and he introduced himself like, hey, you know. And it turned out he was the father of a bride who was getting married there the next day. So he said, do you have any tips for us since you did this two years ago? Because we explained, and they're completely using the space differently than we are, which is kind of cool, right? It's, it's a large area, and so you can just pick different locations for the ceremony itself and afterwards the cocktail hour and the reception and all of that so we went back there we took a few photos right on that little plot of land where we were married and kennedy was officiating our friend of course here at fox news some great photos of her and she just had a birthday so happy birthday to kennedy so we went back there took some photos bought a bottle of wine there that we had with dinner later that night we also met with our friend candace and her brother george candace is part of really the family almost that runs that small little boutique winery up on Pritchard Hill, David Arthur, where we had the rehearsal dinner and welcome party, which was just such a spectacular evening with the sunset and the music and the food and all that. It brought back memories for sure, walking through the vines, tasting that amazing wine that they make up there. The family, David and Laura, happened to be there, and, and they welcomed us. And it was just really, really special to go back to those same places and to talk through and relive some of those memories. And the cherry on top, Christine, the food at our wedding. You may remember we had it coursed out. Oh. We had this fantastic local chef in Napa who did all of it, and we were so impressed with him. He blew away my expectations at the tasting. His name is Gary. And we contacted Chef Gary before this anniversary trip. We said, do you have any room in your schedule to cook a dinner for us. And you can oh. tell us what it would cost per head. He ended up coming to the house where <gasps> we were staying, where we rented the place. He came with an assistant and cooked a multi-course meal for us. And we sat around in the screened-in porch, so quasi-outdoors. We were drinking some David Arthur wine, and we tasted his food again. And it was just sublime, over the top, such an indulgence, but worth it for anniversary number two so we kind of 
retraced the steps in some ways, and it was awesome. It was a really, really spectacular time. Now, I assume I probably would have saw pictures of this, but I do have to ask, because you did do this last time, did you get back to French Laundry? Because I know you went there a couple days before your wedding, right? Well, unlike Governor Gavin Newsom, we don't have a standing invite, apparently, or a standing reservation, no matter what the restrictions might be. So, no, we that's a really hard place to get into, right? You have to make those reservations very far in advance. And I guess we could have tried, since this was two years in the making, this trip. But it's also not just elaborate, but exorbitantly expensive. And so we felt like between grilling, which we did, and some pizza, which we had... Our really splurred special meal was the chef coming to the house. We were kind of topped out there. We were, we were maxed out on food and beverage budget, and that would have just been totally blown through the roof if we had tried to go to the French Laundry because it's an experience. It's kind of maybe a once-in-a-lifetime thing, maybe more than once-in-a-lifetime but you need to budget multiple hours and so much money, we just decided not to pursue that path this time. Even though our time there was amazing and memorable and the reputation exists for good reason, just not on this trip. It would have been, I think, a little bit too much. And <laughs> You know, it's money doesn't grow on trees. All right, I get it. You're just waiting till I get out there. That's fine. Right, we yes, can exactly. figure that out. Because, uh-huh. I mean, of sure. course, Cookie should be at the French Laundry, don't you think? You know, I feel like we could just tell Cookie that we had French Laundry reservations. And at the very last minute, say, oh, you know, they had a kitchen fire. But don't worry, we're ordering Domino's. And we'll put some pineapple <laughs> on the pizza, and you would be just as happy, which is why I feel like the French Laundry experience might, might be a little lost on you. I have to tell you, uh, we had our family, Bobby's family from Massachusetts, down for the weekend, and we were going to order pizza. And I had said, guys, do you want to try the Domino's pineapple bacon pizza? I'm telling you, it's good. And that was like a hard no from the whole family. Good. They're like, please just get us proper, you know, because in New Jersey, it's kind of like the proper New York pizza. You have like really good pizza places. They're like, please, can we just have the, the correct pizza? I said, you're missing out. You are missing out. No, they're, they're um, not. I have one question for you. You had, it wasn't that bad. Who was it that played the music? My husband and I were trying to figure it out over the weekend. It was one of the, I, I guess you wouldn't call it a band, but it was like the best musical entertainment at a wedding I had ever seen before. And I'd never seen something like that. But the people like playing pianos, but they were like singing all the good songs. Yeah, it was dueling pianos. Yeah. Oh, my God. They were unbelievable. They were really talented. Yep. Ryan and Liz were their names. And if you've ever been, if you're listening to like a piano bar or like a Howl at the Moon who's one of the chains around the country where they've got two dueling pianos and they can play basically literally anything. Right. And you can make requests. And uh, in this case, they also had a drummer as well. And Ryan also played the guitar, as did Liz. I mean, they could do everything, but for the most part, it was two pianos, occasional guitar, and drums. And we had a list of songs that we asked them definitely to play. And then other people could request songs along the way. And that was another amazing highlight, right on the lawn there of Charles Krug. And I could have 
danced and partied for a few more hours, but there was a hard stop. Napa has a local ordinance. All loud music, all loud sounds. It has to be absolutely done, 10 p.m. sharp. So that was our hard out, and it probably worked out for the best because you always want to leave them wanting more. And I certainly wanted more. And it was funny just standing again on that lawn where we had pointed out on the air here, Nancy Pelosi just had her recent fundraiser that became somewhat controversial because no one was wearing masks except for the staff. Same exact location, standing there sort of in the middle of the afternoon and just closing your eyes for a moment and remembering what it was like with those tables and the dance floor and the pianos and the fountain and the lights. And it was, of course, the same location, but sort of unrecognizable from a sensory perspective, but it all came flooding back in the best possible way. That is unbelievable. I can just imagine it myself. And I'll leave you with this guy. Since I'll probably be put in charge of organizing your 40th birthday, I'll remember the dueling pianos and I'll plan accordingly. (laughs) You'll produce that 40th birthday party. Well, you've got, thank goodness, you've got years in advance (laughs) to start lining them up because unlike certain other people who work on the show. I'm still years off from 40. Thank you very much. But let's circle that date. Gosh, what will that be? 2025, 2026, I think. So feel free. You can make an initial inquiry. I know you like to get guests booked very early if possible. So you can drop a line saying, hey, are you guys available three and a half years down the line and see what they come back with. Just maybe don't use my name yet. Do me a favor. Producer Christine... It was really cool, and maybe one day you and Bobby will get back out there as well because it's a beautiful part of the world, and it was such a pleasure to spend it with Adam, special weekend, but also all four of our parents, very meaningful. But as is so often the case, by the last day of the trip, I'm sort of getting back into the news cycle and back into the bloodstream of politics, and I was just eager, eager, eager to get back behind this microphone, and here we are. But we've arrived at the weekend. Have a great weekend. A solemn day tomorrow commemorating the 9-11 anniversary. We will be back here on Monday with a brand new week of The Guy Benson Show. Good evening from Nashville. That was this week's edition of Bonus Benson. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. everybody, it's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on outkick.com forward slash watch. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.